May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Galatians 6, verse 14. Welcome to Canaanbound Podcast. Canaanbound Podcast is a podcast designed to offer the Christian rest during life's journey. Canaanbound Podcast features devotional segments by pastors serving in the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod, along with church history, mission news, and music by various Christian artists who support our teaching. My name is Philip Wells, a member at Peace Lutheran Church in North Mankato, Minnesota. This is episode number 77. We begin today with Freedom in Christ with Pastor Mark Falk. Galatians 6 verses 12 to 16, the Israel of God. Those who want to make a good impression outwardly are trying to compel you to be circumcised. The only reason they do this is to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ. Not even those who are circumcised obey the law, yet they want you to be circumcised that they may boast about your flesh. May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything what counts as a new creation. Peace and mercy to all who follow this rule, even to the Israel of God. NIV 1984 In every age there are flashpoints, places where the church is under attack. In our age we could cite the biblical truth of a six-day creation, the headship helper roles for man and wife, taught so beautifully in Ephesians 6. Lately, the attack has turned to the sin of sodomy, the sexual perversion of homosexuality. To stick the truth in these areas is to be labeled a bigot and hater. Sometimes our knees buckle and we retreat. But the Christian truth is a wall of doctrinal bricks. Some of the bricks are at the edge of the wall. Take one or two out and the central truth of Christ may stand. That, however, is not Satan's goal. He wants the wall to fall. He wants company in the pains and outer darkness of hell. So he continues to attack the wall. And what happens when we do not call to repentance those who are caught in sin? Paul was fighting a battle that isn't uh, that just isn't current for us. To circumcised or not circumcised is in our day a matter of Christian freedom. But in Paul's day it was a key brick in the center of the wall. To demand circumcision was to add something to Christ and to subtract forgiveness. But those who allowed new Christians to enter the church through baptism without, a, without circumcision were persecuted by the Jews. Yes, there was a time when the Jews were the persecutors. The temptation to give up this one brick of truth was strong. Paul wraps up his epistle with one last summary of the truth. He wants the church to stand on this truth. And now to the title of this installment. Those who stand on the truth that Paul has taught are the New Testament Israel of God. That is what the words clearly teach. Again, this means that New Testament Gentile Christians are part of the true Israel. Germans, Norwegians, Brits, Ugandans, Japanese, indigenous tribesmen, and also Jews, all who believe that the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin, and that because he lives, we also shall live, all are the Israel of God. This means that we need to look at the promises to the Israel of God in a new light. Yes, there were some that were fulfilled specifically in the land of Israel, but the most important ones belong to us non-Jewish Christians 
as well as to those believers who are the physical descendants of Abraham. Remember what Paul says about the children of the slave woman and the free and the heavenly Jerusalem. So this is the final thought today. Every true Christian is a member of the Israel of God and Paul grants to each of us the peace and mercy that have come through the Jewish Messiah. And now we listen to a song by Koine, Morning Breaks Upon the Tomb.
Next, we join Pastor Tim Smith with God's Word for You. God's Word for You, Job 24, verses 13 to 17, starting with verse 13. There are those who rebel against the light, who do not know its ways or stay in its paths. Remember that Job lived in the time before the giving of the Ten Commandments, but in chapters 23 and 24, he sort of reflects on the sin he sees in the world, and a lot of the sin that Job saw is mentioned in the Ten Commandments. One commandment Job didn't really touch on is the fourth, although the idea of rebellion is found here in Job 24:13. True rebellion is turning away from authority, which is a sin against the fourth commandment, unless that authority is causing us to commit another sin. As the apostles said in Acts 5, we must obey God rather than men. Here, Job describes wisdom as the light, and that's a picture we see pretty often in the Bible. Like in Psalm 119, the unfolding of your words gives light, it gives understanding to the simple. When sinful people turn away from godly teaching from their parents or from other authorities, Then a sin against the fourth commandment spills over into a sin against the third commandment. And this is the way sin floods our lives, like our rivers and driveways flood in the springtime. Sin creeps up and soaks into everything and rots everything. And so we pray that God would keep us from these temptations and safely on the narrow but dry path of eternal life. The fourth commandment is honor your father and mother, that it may go well with you and you may enjoy long life on the earth. And Martin Luther explained these words this way. He said, we should fear and love God that we do not dishonor or anger our parents and others in authority, but honor, serve, and obey them and give them love and respect. Verse 14. When daylight is gone, the murderer rises up, kills the poor and needy, and in the night steals forth like a thief, Now, murder isn't a new sin. It goes back to the second generation of mankind. God never commands murder. Although he does, in certain cases, he does permit the taking of a human life in certain circumstances. The government, Paul said, does not bear the sword for nothing. He is God's servant, an agent of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. That's Romans 13. Job had no doubt about the sinfulness of the murderer. And his words can't help but remind us of the fifth commandment, which says, you shall not murder. Martin Luther explained that commandment with these words, we should fear and love God that we do not hurt or harm our neighbor in his body, but help and befriend him in every bodily need. Now, a moment ago, I I said that uh, God does permit the taking of a human life in certain circumstances. Um, We don't have to dwell on this too long, but we should just mention that God does permit the taking of a human life um, uh, uh, through the government in a form of capital punishment. It's permitted but not commanded by God. Also, certainly um, in wars, uh, the taking of life is permitted by God, especially if you are defending yourself. We often use the term a just war um, as to when a nation is simply defending itself or defending its borders or honoring a treaty. And then finally, um, if you yourself are defending yourself, if someone attacks you and tries to take your life and you defend yourself and the other person dies as a result of that, um, that too is, is permitted but not necessarily commanded by God. Let's go on to verse 15. The eye of the adulterer watches for dusk. He thinks no one will see or no eye will see me and he keeps his face concealed. 
God's gift of marriage is a blessing to husbands and wives. Jesus talks about that in Matthew 19. And the bond of marriage should not be broken either from inside the marriage or from outside the marriage. Like murder, Job had no doubt about the sinfulness of having sex outside of marriage. The sixth commandment simply says, you shall not commit adultery. Martin Luther explained it with these words, we should fear and love God that we lead a pure and decent life in words and actions and that a husband and wife honor and love each other. Verses 16 and 17. In the dark, thieves break into houses, but by day they shut themselves in. They want nothing to do with the light. For all of them, midnight is their morning, and they make friends with the terrors of darkness. Just as God wants each of us to appreciate the gift of our spouse and treasure that gift, he also wants us to appreciate the gifts he gives us and to treasure those everyday gifts. Job recognizes stealing as a sin. He also had the insight to see that those who want nothing to do with the light, who make friends with the terrors of darkness, do so partly because they're guilty. Sin and guilt make us run away from God, like in the book of Jonah. And they make us want to hide from God, like in Genesis 3. That's why we need the Savior, the Savior that Job longed to see. That's why we so desperately need Jesus. The seventh commandment says, you shall not steal. Martin Luther explained that commandment with these words. We should fear and love God that we do not take our neighbor's money or property or get it by dishonest dealing, but help him to improve and protect his property and means of income. In Christ, I'm Pastor Tim Smith. This is God's word for you. We will end our time together today with another song by Koine, Savior, again to thy dear name. Yeah.
have been listening to episode 77 of Canaan Bound Podcast. This podcast was first shared in July of 2014. We would like to thank Koine for allowing us to share their music with you this week. If you like Koine's music, be sure to visit their website, koinemusic.com. On the site, you can find all of their music for purchase, as well as sheet music and artwork. Subscribe to Koine's YouTube channel to receive a new video each Friday. Occasionally, they will have free MP3 songs for you to download, such as the one you heard today, Morning Breaks Upon the Tomb. To find this episode, to share this episode, or to find past episodes, visit CanaanBoundPodcast.com. Once again, my name is Philip Wells. It was a privilege to be your host for this episode. We encourage you to visit Wells.net to find a Wells ministry location near you. Thank you for listening.